Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Diana show today. Today, I have a most interesting guest. She is a personal friend of mine. Uh, we worked for a long time together in the salon, and she is now doing very well with uh, multi-level marketing. Is that what it's called, Jenny? Yes. Okay. So this is Jenny Copeland. And if you want to find her on Facebook, just look up J-A-N-N-Y-C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D. Or if you want to find her on Instagram, it's at Jenny Copeland. Very easy to find. She's super dynamic. She's a mom. Uh, she's been able to completely change her financial life and where she lives and the whole nine yards. So I think that you'll really enjoy hearing this story because of all of my friends, probably Janny is like in the top five of people who have gone for something and really, really just like completely changed their lives, their husband's lives, their children's lives. So where she was when I met her and where she is now, it's a completely different story. So I'm super excited to talk to you, Janny. Yay. I'm super excited too. Thank you for asking me to do this. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know. I know you're busy and I kind of watch what you do on Facebook. And sometimes I get a little bit nervous about like just approaching, like, I don't know if this is something that you would have time for. And then when you said yes, I was like, yes. So cool. So, okay. Can you just start up? Like, let's back up to when you and I met you and I met how many years ago? 12, 10. Oh gosh. It was 2008. Cause I had just moved back to California okay. um, and yeah, got my started over and you were married and you had, you, did you have all three kids? No, you had two kids. No, just two kids. You had two kids at the time, two girls and you started working in the salon. Yes. And I remember like it was yesterday walking in. I remember interviewing with you and waiting for you to call and feeling nervous. And um, yeah, I had, two small girls at the time. And I was basically starting over. We had just moved to California. So I was starting over and building my clientele mm -hmm. and doing, doing all that stuff. Um, you know, and that was a daunting, that was a daunting time too, because in 2008, the whole economical situation in the world was, you know, and we were, we were severely impacted by that. I don't know if I even ever told you this, but we had just had a foreclosure on our house. Our credit was ruined and I was starting from scratch with no, not one client mm -hmm. to my name. So that, um, that was a very, very crazy time. 2008 was an interesting year because I took out a gigantic loan to open that salon downtown. It was a $200,000 build out. My business partners bailed out. Okay. And I foreclosed on a business or uh, I foreclosed at the same time. And we had to time it just right because the banks obviously won't get you, let you have a loan for seven years if you have a foreclosure. I had to foreclose on my home in Georgia that I had left and was planning on selling and it wouldn't sell because of the market being so crazy. So wow. I was going through the same thing, but it's so funny how as women, like we feel this need to like front, like I'm like, oh, I'm a big ass, uh, big badass business owner and everything's going great. And I was like, like cards were falling around, like my shit was yeah. falling down and I was pretending. Isn't that, yeah. Isn't that crazy that yeah. you, it's a true testament to the fact that you could be standing in line behind somebody at Starbucks and have literally no idea what's going on in their life or yes. what that you're dealing with. It's so, so crazy. Yeah, it was incredibly stressful. And I didn't know that about you. And I, you know, I, 
I could have guessed it later because I think now that I'm older and I have, I'm wiser, I realize we all go through crazy stuff. So now I know, but at the time it's like, you know, I don't know. Life is crazy. Yeah. Okay. So how did yeah, you get absolutely. started? Cause I knew you're doing well in the salon. You're a hairdresser. You were busy. Yes. So, and it, you know, it took a, it took a while, um, to get to that point, but yeah, I was busy. Um, I remember when I really started feeling like I needed to bring in some extra money. It was, um, I don't, I don't know if you remember this wave of, of extension clients that like, that was a huge part of my income at the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they all fell into the grand Canyon or something at once. And mm -hmm. I felt like I had a huge hole in my income. And like so many people that for whatever reason, they find themselves in that spot. Um, I was, you know, I was curious. I, I was, I'll just be transparent. I was not looking for something like this, or, you know, you might hear it called direct sales, multi-level. Um, now, you know, people, it's got all kinds of terminology, but it's, uh, yes, it is a multi-level business. I was not looking for this. I had clients who pitched me on, you know, anything from fancy juices in a glass bottle to vitamins and who like all the things. And I was rolling my eyes all the way down the street, like, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. That's not my thing. I don't have time. I don't need it. Um, and, and, you know, just fear of like, what pe what would people think if I did something like that? You know, all those things. So I wasn't looking for it, but I started, um, just, just from scrolling on Facebook, um, and seeing, seeing a couple different people. I did not know them. I don't even know how they ended up on my Facebook, but I saw their stories and what they were able to do. And it started to chip away my curiosity. It was not all in one day, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do what this girl's doing because I don't think anybody really sees someone else's success and thinks that it's possible for them. At least that's how I felt. I right. did not think in any way or shape or form that I could do what this girl is doing, but it started to chip away at my curiosity. And if she can make X amount of all these thousands of dollars a month, then what if I could make a little bit of that? What if I could just make a little? And I, I like, I, you know, about me, I don't, I don't do anything halfway. I, I decided to just do this and go for it. I hadn't even tried one of the products I knew there was, um, one of the guys who used to work in the salon, <laughs> he had used some of the products. I don't know if you remember Steven. Oh he, yeah. With, yeah. He was like, oh, girl, those those wraps, those work so well. Um, trust. And he didn't sell it. OK, but he when he told me that it gave me a little boost of confidence. I was like, OK, I'm OK, gonna go yeah. Yeah. And so and so I did. And my and my life had changed at that point um, because I had a third child. You know, Violet was five months old when I gave this a go. And I was in that in that rat race of, you know, leaving the house in the morning, dropping kids off at school, dropping a baby, carrying the car seat to, mm -hmm. you know, drop them, drop the baby off and then not, not getting there till 10, 11, 12 hours later, and then doing it all again the next day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that just becomes a, you know, just a grind. And we were living in a two bedroom, one bath condo in Huntington beach, which is not, you know, cheap. And even though I made, I made really good money. Um, my husband was a, the youngest foreman in his company, um, to, to be promoted to foreman. He made good money and we're still, we're living this life of not getting to enjoy, like, what is the point of it? If you don't get to spend time with the people that you made a family with, mm -hmm. we were never, we were never even in the same room. So that is essentially where we were at. When I started this, it was 1130 at night. 
I was sitting and my, you know, house is all quiet. Finally, I'm sitting in the living room and I was on looking back at it. It's kind of surreal because it was kind of a crossroads. I didn't know it then, but I was sitting there holding my little iPhone four, big old spider uh, web yeah. crack on the screen. Sure. Um, and I was sitting there thinking like, can I, and should I do this? And I just went, I just went for it. And that was, this month will be six years. That was almost six years ago. Wow. Which is great. Yeah. Okay. I remember you starting it like vaguely and you, you know, you're not the first person that has come to me and been like, Hey, can I blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, as somebody, you know, you have relationships with the people that you work with. And so it's like, of course I want to support people, but you also look like a fool if you're like, Oh, here's the Avon. Here's the Mary Kay. Here's, and I mean, having a salon in Georgia, having two salons in, you know, one in Atlanta, one in, uh, two in Huntington there, everybody was like, okay, I have these like, like press on nail stickers or whatever. So I kind of was like, no, no, no. And then, um, and I don't think I said no to you. I think you actually had it in there, but I loved you and I worked with you all the time and I knew what a little hustler you were. And I knew that you guys were struggling and that you wanted, you know, you wanted something better. Yeah. So, well, then what happened? Do you, do you remember when I brought, um, so at the time and still one of the, you know, big, big sellers, but at the time that the only products I even really knew about was our body toning wraps. Do you remember when I came to your house? And I literally do. took pictures, I took pictures of you and wrapped you. And then yeah. it was after that. After that, you were like, okay, let's, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll bite, you know? Yeah. But it's so funny because I haven't even thought of that until right now. I remember, yeah. I remember laughing and taking pictures and like, I promise I won't show these to anybody. Yeah. I'm like, only show my, you know, my torso. Yeah, for sure. I remember that. Yeah. Well, one of the things that made a huge difference as far as, you know, because we were hairdressers and working in the salon, um, it was selling, I started becoming aware of the hair vitamins. I knew nothing about the products when I joined. I really, looking back at it, I was just a little bit like, well, let's see if it doesn't work. I'll, you know, pretend like I never did it, you know? Yeah. Um, but the hair vitamins were one of the first products that I was like, holy crap, these things work. And, you know, your clients are always asking you, um, what can I do for my hair? Um, other than, okay, Susan, you can stop asking me to bleach it white every two weeks. But mm -hmm. other than that, like, what can I do to get thicker, healthier hair? And so I started having my clients get on the hair vitamins. And I mean, I haven't done hair for four years now. I've still got some of those clients that are ordering them. So that, that catapulted me, that product really did catapult me off, off of just like a extra money level. And I started seeing the, I started seeing what was possible, I guess it, it kind of unfolded one step at a time. It wasn't like, um, like in this type of business it, you can't, you can't see the top step. And if you tried to, it would just seem completely ridiculous. I would have laughed at myself, but unfolding one step at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time. And, you know, and here it is almost six years later, but within, I would say it was the first eight or nine months is when my income level started to come close to my, to my hair income, you know, and I was in the salon I don't even remember what rent was, what it used to be, but I remember that my salon rent was close to my, my condo rent, you know, yeah. and the overhead cost of being a hairdresser, which is an amazing career. And I have obviously so much respect and love for it. 
but the overhead cost is so enormous. Um, and after about a year, I started, I still didn't think I would quit. I, I never really thought that I would leave hair, but I started to look at it and I'm like, dang, I'm spending like with rent and product costs and insurance, just all of the things that come together and daycare costs. You know, I'm spending $2,000 a month on overhead costs. Right. And my income level after the year mark, you know, my income level with network marketing had matched my career income level. The difference is the overhead cost. Number one, my overhead cost is like a hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. you know, for my, my quote side gig, which wasn't a side gig anymore. Um, and it's something that I was doing in the pockets of my day and at night when my kids were in bed and on little breaks and, you know, at the salon, I joke around about it, but I'm like, people probably thought I had IBS or something. I spent so much time in the bathroom, like, <laughs> you know, working. I would hide in there. <sighs> but yeah, for anybody who I used to work with, if you end up listening to this, I did not then, nor do I have IBS. So I just want to share that. Um, but, you know, it just became one of those things. I'm like, holy crap, like this is real this is real money and it's turning into not just side fun money, which is what I started just for, yeah, I'd like to say I wanted to have money for responsible things like paying bills, but really I just wanted to have money to go to Sephora and just blow it all without feeling guilty right. or without, <laughs> I wanted the Sephora money. Um, yeah. And it just turned into so much more than that. And it was, it was about 17 months after the day I said, yes, um, is when I left I left the the hair industry. I mean, I quite literally turned my key in and walked away from a career that I had for almost 15 years total, you know, since I was 18 years old. And then ever since then, that was the, that was June of 2016, you know, and here we are in the fall of 2020 and, and I have been hustling and I've never stopped working hard and I'm not going to ever tell somebody that this isn't hard work, but the difference is I'm sitting here now in my house. I work from my house or from the parking lot while I'm waiting for my kid to get out of cheer practice or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I get to live my life um, and do my, and do my career at the same time. And I think that's a really precious, precious gift that I was given. Wow. That's incredible. So let me ask you this. Why is it that I mean, because yours is like a Cinderella story and I've, you know, of all the people that I've known that have done it, you probably stand out as the person that, I mean, I guess like my mom did Tupperware. I don't know if that's considered multi-level marketing, but she did Tupperware in the eighties when I was a kid and she worked her ass off, but I think it was similar in that, um, I think what makes it different now is that you have a phone in your pocket. I remember we had to have a Stockton phone line and a Manteca phone line, which was our neighboring town because she had a lot of business in a neighboring town. And, you know, you always knew when the Stockton phone line rang and she, I mean, it took up a lot of her time and she worked, but she made really good money. She got perks. She got a car. She got the first, you know, microwave on the block. We had a dishwasher, you know, like she got a lot of stuff from doing it. And I also think she made pretty good money. But I feel like what she she didn't gain, which what sounds like you're gaining is that time, you know, like she wasn't, she had to literally go to people's houses and deliver the product and she had to go door to door and she would go out what she called friend finding, which was like passing out her catalogs. But all that stuff is really done through social media now. So it affords you more time in your day. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And you just nailed it because, and I've even said this many times, like, because so many people have a stigma on this type of business and that is what they picture. That is what I pictured in my head. Yeah. Like you picture, you know, oh, the pink Cadillac or whatever, you know, they give you and you got to buy a bunch of products and then you got to store that product and then you have to sell that product, which is where your profit comes from. And then you got to deliver it to people. That is, that is mostly what people think of when they think of a business like this. And it could not be further from the truth. Now I'm not going to sit here and speak for all companies. I do know that there's a lot of companies, direct sales out there that are still operating that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and many of them have great products. However, I would never in a thousand years, um, be a distributor for a company where I had to put out all that capital ahead of time. Most people don't have it or they don't want to risk all this money and then hope that they can sell it. And we don't do that. That was, that would have been a deal breaker for me. We don't buy any inventory. We don't stock any inventory. We don't ship any inventory and we don't deliver any inventory. It's all that, that part of it is out of our hands. We just share and promote the products. And, um, you know, I have a website and people go to the website, they shop themselves. So, um, and I get commissions. So it's, it could not be, I mean, okay, but if, if I had to deliver stuff to people that would, yeah, I live in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. that wouldn't work. for me. So do you have any pressure to buy a certain amount yourself per month? Because I've seen that on documentaries before where they're like, Oh, I ended up buying the stuff. And then I never ended up selling the stuff. No, there's really no inventory to buy. The only, the only products that I buy are the ones that my family actually uses, you know, and that's not, anything that is mandatory or required. It's, it's what I personally choose. And, and it is definitely in a business like this, it is almost imperative that you use at least some of the products yourself, Mm -hmm. because how are, because how are you going to come off genuine and passionate? I wouldn't be sitting here six years later if I didn't love the products you're talking about. Um, And if I stopped selling, you know, promoting for the company tomorrow, there are a, there is a good handful of products that my family, I mean, Violet's grown up, you know, with her greens drink and all this thing. So, so absolutely not. But that is a scary thing that people look at. They think, oh, I'm going to have to drop a grand. And then what if nobody wants this stuff? Or what if I can't pedal this? I mean, it's just, it, it is totally a different, um, vastly different situation now. And then with our company, it's not, um, it's just not like that. We just don't do that. Yeah, maybe that's why you're able to sustain it. So that sounds like one of the things that makes your company different. What else do you feel like makes it different? Well, when someone is looking for a way to make money from home, and if they're looking for a company, they're like, okay, well, we want something that is exciting and fresh and something that's not oversaturated or whatever. But then they also hopefully want something that's stable where they don't spend time building a business to see it just sure wash wash away with the tide and let, I mean I'm you know in full transparency like that does happen to companies mm-hmm. or there are a a list of companies just in the last three years that have dissolved and people that have built businesses that have I mean I've been heartbreak heartbroken well, I'm seeing that happen to some of my um I guess friends on Facebook in the industry with other companies. So like what kind of, what kind of companies are you talking about? Like there's a, there's some makeup companies. There's some, a lot of startup companies. Okay. I think it's extremely risky to join a startup company. People do that because it's exciting. And and then the words ground floor are tossed around. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's ground floor. It's just not, 
Um, well, what happens if that ground floor literally washes away after you spent two years? Um, and I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen to people. Um, and the thing is, it's, that's a, that's a risky move. We have the stability. We're 19, we're a 19 year old company and actually have been a debt-free, completely operating in cash, debt-free company since 2008. And the company started, it works started in 2001. Um, so the stability factor is, is a huge, huge component. And I, I think that anybody who's looking at sub company needs to look at mm-hmm. that number one. And the excitement factor is also there. There's still so much quote ground floor. I think that's such a cheesy term, but people throw it around. So I'll just go ahead and use it too. Um, we've got that too. Um, our number one selling product right now is not what drew me to the company six years ago. It is extremely high quality coffee that literally helps you burn fat when you drink it. I mean, it's, I forget how many billions of cups of coffee are consumed every day, but it's, I think it's around four or five, I forget. Anyway, but it's a lot. It's a lot. The average American drinks two and a half cups of coffee, you know, and that's our, that's our best selling product. People try it and they want more of it. So the, the whole ground floor aspect and the excitement is there. Um, and then so is the stability. So, I mean, our, our compensation plan is incredible. There are so many ways to get paid. The culture is incredible. The family environment is quite literally, I mean, our company's family owned and operated faith-based company and they're, they're hands-on. Our owners are hands-on working with us, pouring into us daily, um, sharing so much more than just the business. I mean, the, not a lot of people can say about their company. I mean, I, I went through some stuff last summer and some of it was personal stuff. Some of it was business stuff, but you don't, you don't have a real business without hitting some roadblocks and without hitting some frustrating times and hitting some valleys and what, whatever, what have you. Um, and I was going through one of those times this time last year and our, our chief networking officer, who's also the co-founder of the company, um, reached out to me and said, why don't you give me a call tomorrow? And she spent 45 minutes with me on the phone, just me. Mm-hmm. And that, and I can't tell you everything that she said to me on the phone. I don't remember, but I remember the time that she took and the, right. the caring. I felt cared for. I felt loved. I felt appreciated. And at the end of the day, if you don't feel appreciated, um, you know, money is great, but when you feel a sense of belonging, that is, yeah. that's probably a longer answer than you were looking no. for, but that is what I was just different. watching this thing, and I, I can't even remember what documentary it was, but they were talking about how humans are hardwired to oh it was this it's called the social dilemma it's on netflix and it's about how like essentially cell phones are uh detrimental in some ways and the things you can do to make them safer for yourself and for your kids but one of the things they were talking about is like why cell phone usage or uh, not cell phone but um social media usage for little ones like 11 12 13 14 year olds especially females we're so hardwired to want to belong to a tribe So if you put up a picture of yourself and you don't get the likes that you were expecting or the likes that you normally get, we, you, we're, we're starting to rely on this like dopamine hit and, um, or if someone says, Oh, your ears look so big in that photo or whatever that was, you have to watch it, but I'm not explaining it. Right. But it's just talking about how important it is to belong. And that kind of rings true for me. Like 
you know, if you, you want to belong, you want to belong to a tribe or a village or have people that care about you. I don't care if like everyone cares about me. I just care that I have some people around me that care about me. And it's important even in the workplace for sure. So true. That's I'll have to watch that. I've heard people talking about it. Yeah. And um, I'm in the middle. Like yeah. I my kids have cell phones. My big kids have cell phones. And I feel like I definitely have, you know, been able to promote my businesses, my different things that I've done. And and I've also been able to keep I don't think I would have the kind of friendships I have if I didn't have social media because how would I keep up with my friends in Georgia or my old college friends in the Midwest or whatever? You're able to kind of keep up with more people, which is lovely. But I think that you have to have some kind of a balance where you also put your phone down and like go out and experience the world too. And teaching kids that, you know, cause they can just get really consumed with that easy thing in their hand. Yeah, you know, that's so true. And there are people that, um, that start businesses like this who aren't starting the business necessarily to make extra money. There are so many people who honestly, they probably don't even need it, but they want the community. Yeah. They want the connection. They want to like virtually link arms with like a tribe, like you said, and feel like they're not, they're not by themselves. Even if physically a lot of us right now in this time that we're in are, are alone. Um, the friendships are unreal. I mean, if I was to, I, be, I just celebrated my 20 year wedding anniversary. If I was going to get married again, my wedding party would consist of probably half of them would be people that I've met since starting this. And that's not, again, that's not something that I was looking for, but the friendships and the connections that I've made through this, like I would not trade for 5 million bucks. It's invaluable and it's been just incredible. That sounds incredible. So, so then what kind of a person do you feel like is successful with it? I mean, because obviously there's people Somebody, who are not successful and they're and I want you to explain to me why you think that is. And then I also want to know who you think would be successful with it. Well, I heard a word. Actually, it was um, I think it was in a podcast that I was listening to. And I, I don't know if this word's in the, in the dictionary. Um, stickability <laughs> or I guess you could say perseverance. OK, but resilience. But honestly, it's Yeah. Most people will all back up first your other question. Um, because yes, there are a lot of people um, who start a business that do not that do not make money, right? And that's what gets talked about. People will say, Oh yeah, my friend's cousin's sister and my mom's friend and blah blah blah. Um, we all have that friend, um, or multiple now, because every 10 seconds in the world someone's starting a home-based business in, in this industry. So yeah. There's a lot of people um, that talk and just like a negative review gets more attention than a positive review by 27 times, actually. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same. It's the same with somebody that starts a business and they don't make money. But here's why so many, um, so many people fail. Think about, think about how many people do you know that have joined a gym and myself? I mean, I can say, oh, myself, gosh, I, don't know about you, but how I many, know where you're going with this. How, how many people have joined a gym and then by February, maybe let's see if that's being forgiving. It's empty. Um, and then you and you and I will both resonate with this one is beauty school. The term even has, it's been coined sure. beauty school dropout um, because of so many people that go either don't finish school or 
even more baffling is the ones that do finish school and don't go take the test after they went to school for a year. I don't get it. Um, And I've told this story. I love this memory. I remember sitting, I went to Golden West College and I remember in, in a theory class, the first hour or two of the day, I remember sitting there the first day of school and the instructor looked out and I don't remember all the exact percentages, but I will never forget because this was kind of a, it's just kind of who I am, I guess. But I remember them saying out of the, look around, look to your left and your right and look at everyone in this room. Um, And I'm just going to make up the percentages. I don't remember exactly what they were, but it was like 90% of you will not finish out this entire year of 1600 hours. And then she kept going down and down all the way to 2% of the people in this room will not only finish, get their license, but work in the industry for over five yeah. years. And and they didn't Did even you go, go to any Golden part, West? You know, and I, yeah, looked, I got the same yeah, speech. I, I remember that. I re- that was like 25 yeah. years ago. I remember See? that speech as well. It's, yeah, it's it was a good, good speech, speech, but it's, it's the truth. I mean, it's the truth. No. Not everybody, you know, you have to, it's yeah. not, I think a lot of people get into things thinking it's like, just like an easy breezy thing, but there's not really much in life. That's not work. I mean, even if you like go out and become a gold digger and marry a rich dude, I was touring around Newport Harbor yesterday, looking at all these huge houses in a Duffy for Scarlett's birthday, because that's really the only thing you can do right now is like be outdoors. And I'm like, even if I married like an incredibly rich guy, it's work. It's total work to deal with that guy's BS. Even if you've got all the money in the world, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I love, I love that. That's very <laughs> true. I'm laughing right now. Um, but it's, it's true. I remember hearing that and I looked, um, I looked at the girl who I didn't even really know yet, but I looked over at her and I said, I'm oh. the 2%. I'm the 2%. Um, and you know what? It's the same. And I don't have the exact percentages, but I can tell you it's the damn same. This business has a ton of quitters and it has, and I don't, and that's coins a negative term. I don't even, you know, people that, to be honest, the vast majority don't quit. Right. They never really start. They join, they, they pay. And here's the other thing with our industry, like the capital, the startup is usually with most companies and ours included is so extremely low that, you know, it's like a fishnet with big holes. You're going to, you're going to, a lot of people are going to join and jump in. And that does not mean that even a week later, they're still asking, okay, what should I do? You know, because we coach and we train and we teach, but I can't teach someone who hasn't, you know, who isn't asking, who isn't starting, you know, and that's just the, that's just the fact with our industry. Most people don't really start the ones who do start the first time they hit a rough patch and you will in any business and, but it's no different in ours. Which reminds me of like when a, and I'm an analogy person, so bear with me, but like when a, when a toddler is learning how to walk and they fall a million times and that, um, that's part of the human spirit. And why is it that when we get older and you're trying something and your, you know, fear takes root and you hit your, you know, you, you fall down one time and you quit. And that is what, that is just what a lot of people do. I don't, I still don't have this, you know, this all figured out and still ignorance on fire. Some of the time there's two levels. Um, there's two levels in the company till I hit the very top. And I am still some days, you know, I'm, I still feel like I'm spinning, you know, but the difference is because I made a decision to do it and I have to, and it's like, it's like a marriage. You have to keep deciding it. You can't make it, make it a one-time choice and then expect that to last 
a year or two or three or six, you know, I have to mm-hmm. keep making that decision. And, and it's interest. It's, are you interested? Or are you committed period? What is it that, you know, what is it that you want? What is it that you need to change your life? Maybe it's a little bit to pay for a dream that you have. Maybe it's to actually be able to leave a job that you hate, you know, wherever you're at, it comes down to that choice. Are you interested in doing it or are you committed to doing it no matter what? Because if you aren't committed, then you'll get knocked down the first time there's a, there's a storm. Peace out. I mean, I remember the first couple of months that I was doing this and I was very green and very unsure and oh my gosh, I found, you know, Facebook gives you those memory posts. I found, you know, those first few posts and it was like, God awful, but you know, yeah. what? here I am and learn, it's kind of like the first haircut, you know, sure. school, I burnt the crap out of someone's forehead and left a wound on them from the chemical straightener. Did I stop doing hair? Did I quit school because I burnt? I mean, maybe I should have, I burned him really good, but, um, you know, I just, you just figure it out. It's one, one foot in front of the other. And my first couple of months of doing this, I, I definitely had some doozies. Um, I had the first three people that joined, um, quit like really quickly, but I was brand new as well. So that's enough to maybe take somebody else out. Cause they're like, Oh, well, maybe I was right. You know, right. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe right. I suck at this all those things we tell ourselves anyway, um, we're so much more mean to ourselves than, than we would allow someone else to be to our children. Right. Right. But, but I just, I don't know, I guess I have, I have the gift of being stubborn, but, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't mean it was easy. It doesn't mean it's easy. Now I still have people that start and quit. Or, right. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a decision to decide you're going to do something. Um, and I, and here's the thing. I saw so many others succeeding at it um, and just decided, why can't I, you know? And I didn't focus on the ones who weren't successful or the ones who quit. And, and they're, la- and here's the thing with our industry, for whatever reason, those people are so loud about it later. Like, so one thing, yeah. So I think it's crazy how the people that, the people that start a business or join a business that are just so loud about it, you know, right. even though they never did anything. So you got like Sally. Okay. So she joins Sally, um, Sally joins her business or she, she pays in, she pays her 50, 70 bucks, whatever to start. But then two weeks later she quits and decides, you know, and I'm doing air quotes right now, which you can't see the air quotes, but she decides it's not for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and two years later, Sally is still telling people, yeah. He, oh, I tried that. It didn't work. No, Sally didn't. Sally didn't work. Right. Right. And she is still talking about it and spreading that lie that it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You work and then you get paid. And and it's I, I, I shout that from the rooftops when you when you look at the people who have had great success with it and you start taking notes. And that's what I did. What are they doing? You know, if I want to start a podcast, I'll talk to you or somebody who's doing it or who's done it. And then I'm going to ask them for advice. I'm not going to go to my sister-in-law and ask her on how I should start a podcast because she started one for five minutes two years ago. Right. That, that would be, um, that would be the same thing. You've got to find, you know, who's doing it, who's successful, who's, who's already at the place that you would hope to be. What are the things they're doing? Because success mm-hmm 
leaves clues behind. Yes. And so does failure. For sure. You know, I, um, you know, when I got done with selling the salon and moved on to kind of the second half of my life with Thomas, um, I was like, oh, you know, I'm divorcing. And if I divorce and I keep a salon, I am considered the primary breadwinner. And I probably would have ended up paying my ex-husband, uh, um, uh, I think it's called. And one of the reasons, many of the reasons, but one of the reasons I wanted to divorce my husband was because I was tired of being the only one that worked, you know? And so when I talked to my lawyer about it, she's like, well, why don't you ask him what he wants to do with the businesses? And he ended up taking the business. And so my next step was, I was like, well, I've always been into, into interior design. I've always loved looking at open houses. Maybe I'd like real estate. So I went to real estate school. Uh, which took a fair amount of my time. It wasn't inexpensive to go. It was a fairly hard test to pass. Um, all of this while I'm still owning that business downtown in the middle of divorcing, not knowing where I'm going to live. You know, it was like, it took some yeah. doing, right? I put a lot of work to it. Then I went and I did real estate and I put effort into it and it started to work a little bit and it was hard. Like it was hard to get that train moving down the tracks. And you know, there's a lot you have to overcome, especially when you're middle-aged, like the learning curve to like computer stuff. When I had been all based, I was doing everything from my heart. Like I could get up and make a speech in front of people and motivate people. I could do hair, but getting on a computer and being quick and good and accurate, especially when you're selling someone's piece of real estate, I wasn't great at it. And so then I'm like, well, maybe what I need to do is join a great team. So I joined the Jody Clegg team. I had a lot of success with that. I was starting to have success with that. But what ended up happening was for me with five kids to go work in the real estate industry and work weekends, it wasn't for me. But just because it wasn't for me and with a husband who was working 10 hour days, five days a week, who didn't want to deal with five kids by himself, he wanted his wife at home. Real estate wasn't a fit for our family, but that doesn't mean that other people aren't going to kick ass and make a huge living in real estate. And I never bitch about real estate. I refer all my friends to go work for the team that I was working on. Like people that are like, Hey, what do you think of real estate? I'm not like real estate sucked. It's just like, yeah. it wasn't a fit for our family, but that doesn't mean it was a bad thing. You know what right. I'm saying? So I think that, you know, when you, you have to consider the source of people who are like complaining about this business and realize like maybe that business, maybe your business isn't for everyone, but it could be a great opportunity for some people. And the other point that I did, I, I wanted to not forget to make was that I think it's so important for people to go and seek out somebody like you that is actually seeing successful. Like you said, success leaves clues. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. if, if somebody is interested in doing a business where they can run their kids to their functions drop their kids off, do a little bit, you know, dedicate a couple of hours a day to it and really see some financial gain. This could be it. Yeah, absolutely. And most people like myself and just about everyone I've pretty much ever talked to in this industry started for a little extra Mm -hmm. because, you know, most people are like one flat tire or one transmission Mm -hmm. breakdown away from having to put that on a credit card. Most, most Americans do not even have anything in savings. Um, and this, this can bridge, you know, this can bridge that gap. Like 
I don't, I don't ever want to have that conversation again, where it's, where it's like, don't spend any money until Friday and it's on Wednesday. And then uh, this is, this is a real memory. Um, okay. Well, that's only two days. No, next Friday. Like literally don't spend any money until next Friday when one of us gets paid, you know? Oh my gosh. It's such a, it's such a hard thing when you have more months than you have money. Yeah. The month is longer than your paycheck, you know? Yeah. And that is, that's the truth about why most people start something like this. Um, because that could make such a huge difference. I never, I never expected to get in and like, you know, get to where I'm at. I think there's just no flipping way that I ever expected to even maybe still be here. To be honest with you, I thought that I would probably give it up in a few months when it didn't pan out or whatever, but, um, but I just kept going and kept seeing the fruit from it and seeing what it, seeing what it could do for people. I've got a girl who I met, I met her on Facebook less than two years ago when she bought hair vitamins, you know, from a post I made and we became connected through Facebook and she's been on my team now for a while um, as a distributor. And she, she is about to actually, as we speak, she's in Florida um, house hunting. She's going to move from California. Her husband is a law enforcement officer who is planning to retire because of this business. And, and I, not, not in like a tooting my horn way, but it's like, I get to make a difference for other people. This isn't just about me. Like I brought, I introduced her to this, to this business. And now it's changed her family's life. Right. That is, that's like, that's like legacy stuff. That's like, that's crazy. That is absolutely still blows my mind, you know? And I get, I get paid to help people chase after what they want to do too. Like how, how freaking cool is that? Yeah. So it's like people, people who, you know, start off in sales and then ultimately become more of like a coach and you're coaching other people how to do it. You're, you've got that in because the encouragement piece, the leadership piece is something that I always really enjoyed in the salon, like seeing other people grow and flourish. It meant a lot to me. It's not just about money. It's about helping other people. And, and then being able to run with and like surrounding yourself with people that are doing well with it. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. And when you asked me earlier about what kind of person, um, I want to, I want to mention that too, because if you don't have a love for people, if you don't care about people, you will not succeed in a business like this. You shouldn't even be in a business like this. If, and I'm not going to say, of course you join because you want money or you have goals for yourself. I'm not talking about that, but as you, as you move forward, like we get paid to help teach other people. It's a duplication. It's a circle. Like Mm -hmm. I'm still doing the same things I did six years ago, but now I'm helping people, you know, it's a duplication process. If I didn't care um, about the people that are coming into doing this on my team, if I didn't care about them, if it was all about my check getting bigger and bigger and bigger, then I would have given up long enough. There's nothing fulfilling in that. Like we, we could make money, we can all make money. Okay. But if there's nothing fulfilling about making money, it's about being able to, I mean, helping people. Like, yeah. It is a crazy fun. It's a crazy fun thing to do. Well, that leads me to this question. Number six on my podcast, 
Um, how have you grown and what, like, I see you all the time doing your goal boards and all that. And I think that that kind of leads into that. Like you said, you got to go to the Rachel Hollis, you know, like, I know she's a motivational speaker. I've read, I think I've read one of her books. Um, and I've definitely listened to a few of her podcasts. Um, so what kind of opportunities have you had? And do you feel like, you know, that have helped you grow? Um, I wish I could take credit for this line, um, but it's so true. Um, network marketing is a, is a self-development course with a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I heard that said and I was like, damn, that could not be any more true. I, I didn't even have a brain cell for personal development or self-development. You know, I, I heard the term self-help books or whatever, and I didn't think it was like dumb, but it just, oh yeah, that's cool. Go, you know, do your little yoga pose and go learn about how to be happy. I don't know. Like I didn't know anything about it and you don't know what you don't know. Right. But, and, and to be honest, this, this, I guess brought my awareness of what self-development was because I started asking the questions like, okay, who are the successful people with the company? What are they doing? What do they do? And guess what is number one to this day? the number one money earners. I mean, the people making all, I mean, everybody who's even remotely successful um, and not just in my company, in other, in, in motivational, like I've been to so many different um, self development and motivational speaking events and stuff like that. The number one thing that every single person says is self-development. If you are not, it, it goes way beyond just positive thinking. It goes, it goes so far past all of that. You will never grow your paycheck past where your mind is at. It's not possible. You're never going to have success if you don't, if you don't feel like you're worthy of it, you know? So that has been, that has been a, that's a journey. It's like, it's like how uh, my mom used to say about hair color, like hair color is a journey, not a destination. Right. Self-development is a journey, not a destination. It definitely I'm not is. There yet. Yeah, you know, but heck, yeah, my gosh, I've, I've had so many things, opportunities opened up to me. Um, totally, totally in a different place than than I used to be. I never would have bought a ticket to go to a different state to go to a conference about, you know, empowering right. and motivating. And I would have, I would have, I wouldn't have laughed at someone who did, but it wasn't on my radar. Like, why would that, what am I going to get from that? Well, you know? that's an interesting thing because through salon ownership and through like, you know, basically as a salon owner, you have products. And if you have products in the salon, it behooves the product uh, distributors to send you to these, I don't even know what you call them symposiums or whatever to help you help your staff sell more, but it's all based on personal growth um, and becoming a better person, a better version of yourself as a salon owner. And I, I always was surprised at like, it's like, gosh, why, why am I the only one in the salon? Why are only the salon owners really? And like top level earners, like I was able to take you sometimes or like other people who sold a lot in the salon, but really personal growth. You can go check out a book at the library or watch it on YouTube or follow people on a podcast for free and just do something to grow yourself every day. And sometimes I see people like I, I, there's a specific person in my mind that, uh, I see that we used to work with that 
I don't feel like he's grown at all. And he's like, his negativity is still like, sort of like, it's like he's sort of stuck in this negativity ball at the bottom when he could be like listening to a podcast or like climbing the ladder of personal growth to get to a more positive place and just become a more positive person. And I don't know why, I don't know. I wish more people could be exposed to it. And I am really stoked about podcasts in like, uh, like I, I am stoked that personal growth isn't so much about like your yoga pose anymore. It isn't looked at like right. that anymore. It's more looked at like, you know, it's for everybody now. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of, and it's become mainstream cool, I guess, you know, yeah. which is good because it is because it, um, it, it's just brought awareness to it. I, if I, if I go get in the car and drive to target, which by the way, takes an hour and I'm grateful for that now because I can listen to you know, a whole Ed Milet podcast. And then all of a sudden I'm at Target and I'm like feeling all amazing. Yeah. You know, like I don't listen to, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still a country fan until I die, but I don't just listen to music. I, I listen to podcasts all the time and oh gosh, it's just, it's just crazy. My kids have listened to podcasts because they're in the car with me, you know, and and it's just opened my level of awareness to, to what's possible. And it's like a lot of people, I think a lot of people are skeptical about what I do because they don't understand how it's possible. Right. They don't, they don't understand the how. They get stuck on the how. Um, you know, and I, and I was too. I think I was too. The difference is I just said to hell with it I'll figure it out as I go but I'll never know if I don't try I'll never know if I don't try and uh what if what's the worst can happen like to be honest and and as far and I guess I'm kind of like just going into a whole different thing here but I I think that for me it was like what if what if I suck at this then I'll just you know nothing I'm not like any worse for the wear I'll just keep doing what I'm doing with life but what if I don't suck at it? What if, you know, and if, if I didn't, if I didn't just take that leap, I don't know where I'd be. Well, I'd probably be in that same place. Like, like you were just saying, like just stuck spinning my wheels. I would have, I don't think I would ever have grown into the person that I am in all sorts of ways. This has opened my eyes to what's possible because if somebody can accomplish something, then you can accomplish something that there's just, we all, we're all human, you know, anybody can do whatever they want to do and decide come hell or high water. Like I'm going to do it. And the cool thing about this is that there are so many people paving the way that can, that are turning around to say, grab my hands. I'll help you. This is what I did. You can do it too. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. So tell me this. I mean, how much money do you make? Like, how much money can you literally make by doing what you've done over the last six years? What is the potential? The potential is literally limitless. Um, we have a we have what's called an income disclosure statement, mm-hmm. um, which we are one of the companies that we we do have such um, high levels on our top averages are so high that. Um, the FCC is a very strict organization and we follow the rules because, um, because we are serious about, we do, this is our golden goose and we don't want to ever get shut down. And a lot of companies don't. So I can't obviously show it to you because I'm, uh, 
well, your, your listeners would be scared if they saw me right now in my pajamas. So, but anyways, um, if you were looking at our income disclosure statement, um, you know, there, there are several levels in the company and, you know, the beginning level where everybody starts out, you know, my first paycheck was barely a hundred dollars, um, which I was excited about because it already paid me back for what I spent to start. And I was on my way and I was having fun and I was like, okay, I think I'm kind of getting the hang of this, you know? Right. Um, and the very top levels in our company are close to $40,000 a month, a month. And the crazy part about it is that once you get to the top of the company, they allow you to open up another account and you can do it all over again and earn another paycheck and hit all those ranks again. So there are people in our company and right now is just a really huge season of growth for us. And there are people in the company every month that are, they've already hit the top level, you know, years ago and they're hitting the top level again Wow! with a separate check. So, so when you ask like what the, what the, um, the top can, I mean, there's really no, there's really no limit. There is so much money in the compensation plan. I hit um, six figure mark in my, you know, my, I, I remember going to my same accountant and I made good money doing hair, but in, in about an eight month time frame when I went back and it was a vastly different number. And I never, ever in a thousand years thought of, I didn't even really understand what six, I mean, you hear that. I'm like, oh yeah, that six straight, like, what is that? Um, when I, when I was told by my accountant, like, well, now that you're in a different bracket and blah, blah, blah. blah and I was like, wait, what does that even mean? Like, I, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you, like, I just, just kept doing the things and kept showing other people how to do the things. And our compensation plan is, it, it's crazy. I've looked through a lot. I am not a very detail oriented person. I failed math in high school. I almost didn't graduate. So just to give you some background on me, I don't, I'm not good with numbers or any of that stuff. I don't even six year, I'm almost six years in. I still, our compensation plan is like 20 pages long. I don't, um, I, I'm not the best person to answer everyone's questions if they're the math type. Mm -hmm. I, all I know is this, I'm like, I, I show up every day, um, and I keep showing up every day and they keep paying me, <laughs> they keep paying me for it. And, you know, I haven't, I'll tell you this, I haven't had to work. Um, my career, which was hair, you know, and it now it's over four years, over years, I have not had to walk into the salon and, you know, that's, that's still crazy. That's still crazy to me. We've been able to travel. Um, and it's not always even the big thing. Sometimes it's the little things like going to the movies. Well, not right now, but going to the movies with your, with your husband at noon on a Tuesday, like that is yeah. a freaking gift. Who could even go to the movies? You know. So you guys earn six figures, and does Lucas work? Uh, right now, right now he's doing a job. Um, we're we're trying to get at least a few months of of insurance, which I don't. We don't we don't really use because uh, we just I don't know. We we never seem to need to go to the doctor, but. Um, but yeah, he's, he's working like a temporary kind of gig right now. He, before this, and that's only been for like the last two months before this, he took a, he took a year off in Arizona, um, which we're in Oklahoma now in Arizona, he took a year and a half off mm -hmm. went to work, you know, then he'd take a couple months off and go to work. Here's the thing. Um, for anyone listening, anyone who's in either this industry, and I get this question from people, like, how do you know when is a 
when your husband, you know, some people it's their dream to bring their husband home or to retire their husband or whatever. Um, and then for some people, they don't necessarily want to be home seven days a week. And you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, everybody's different for sure. Everybody's, um, everybody's thing, but to have the freedom, you know, he did walk away from his foreman career in 2016. He took a year and a half off, you know, and we, that was new for us. We were trying to figure it out. We had not seen that much of each other in the entire time we've been married. So it was like, what are you doing today? What's your plan today? Like, well, mm-hmm. I'm going downstairs into my office. What are you doing? To- I mean, it was, it was definitely, it was growing pains because we'd never done that before. But the fact that it allowed us the freedom to decide if, yes. he, to, if he was going to work or not, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, because health is wealth and also your time is your wealth. You yeah. know, if you don't have any time together, it's really hard. Yeah. In a, in a way we've like gotten to know each other again, um, in the last few years, because our, our life was a, a hamster wheel, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm dropping the kids off. Or are you going to pick them up? Cause I don't get off work till nine tonight. And mm-hmm. like all those day-to-day conversations we had for so many years, um, you know, and for the thing is for most people, their lives have to bend for their job. That is always how it was for us. That is how almost everybody that I've ever known, my parents, everybody, like your life, Oh, I can't, I have to work. Oh, let me see if I can get it off. Oh, I blah, blah, blah. Your life bends for your job with this type of business. My job literally bends for my life now Mm -hmm. Um, because I work so hard. I continue to work hard so that it can keep being that way. I don't sit back here and, you know, just live off the fruits of my efforts. Like I keep, I'm working harder now than ever because it, I, I, I want, I want more. And it's not just about, it's not just about money. It's about freedom. It's about what I can give to people that I never could before, what I can give to my family legacy. You know, our CEO talks about legacy money. Um, and the fact that like, you know, you're doing good if you pay off your house, but true wealth is like paying off your parents' house, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy. The things that I think, and I'm not there yet. Okay. But I know that it's possible because I know where I'm at now, I never thought was possible. Mm-hmm. So it keeps opening up that window of what can happen. I'm just a girl with no college degree. I mean, a beauty school. I never know how to answer that question on forms. Like, yes, I got my, you know, I finished beauty school, but I didn't get a degree. Like I said, I barely graduated high school. Um, I'm a hot, I'm a hot mess procrastinator. I have a lot of, <laughs> have a lot of flaws. Um, if I can do, if I can do this and be successful, then anybody, then anybody can. I don't care how. Oh, Lincoln agrees with me. She's... Yeah, she agrees. She's on her second packet of um, gummy or not gummy um, graham crackers because I can't say no when I'm on the phone with her. She knows it too. She works me. I... Okay, let me ask you this: How was how has COVID affected this business? Last this, six months. This is has it blown been, up. This has been a crazy year. Um, our, I think it was April, I think it was in April. Um, and we had a conference call. We do conference calls like all the time with our company and zooms and stuff like that. And our, our sales were up over 30% in April. And I was like, I mean, I knew mine were up, but I didn't know what they were company wide. And it's just, it's just crazy. The mm-hmm. season of momentum number one, and you've probably seen people posting memes about like, 
27 Amazon boxes on their front door and like, yeah, you know, I need to get these inside before my husband gets home. Like online shopping, um, definitely in a lot of ways took a surge and then not just for sale wise, but people that are looking for a way to make money, this is clearly not a a lot of treats, mama. You're welcome, baby. This Go has ahead. clearly not been like a two week thing that uh, I think we all thought it was going to be. And, and it right now it's, we don't know what, what's going to happen. So more than ever, I think people are trying to figure out a way to supplement their income, a way to be home, all kinds of mamas who never, ever, ever thought they'd be a homeschool mom um, are now trying to navigate those waters and to be able to make money from your, from your phone has never been, um, has, has just never been more appealing I think to people and that is that is a huge reason why it just seems to be blowing up I'm I'm sure you're going to have a ton of people that want to contact you just off of this thing because if you think about the way we looked at homeschool moms last year and there was actually like a hilarious meme and it's got all the like Mennonites with their like (laughs) matronly dresses (laughs) how we looked at homeschool moms in 2019 and then the next thing said how we look at homeschool moms in 2020 and it had like wonder woman and all of her Amazonian gorgeous beauties because it is like serious warrior status right now, especially because like working moms, working parents, it's a struggle. I mean, like right now I have literally four children on zoom calls plus a husband on a zoom call right now. And I'm, I'm a lucky one because my kids are, uh, 13, I've got two 15 year olds and I've got a 19 year old. And so they're able to like navigate their passwords. I can't even imagine having like a third grader or a, a first grader who has trying, you know, trying to like keep their attention on a computer. It's so hard. I so, have, yeah, I have a, you and I have, uh, have that in common a little bit because I have the teenagers and then I also have the little, mm-hmm. um, but Violet's in, first grade and thanks sweet baby Jesus. My kids are in school mm-hmm. and I have, I will never take that for granted. I'm like to the teachers. I'm like, you want the hand sanitizer gallons and the pencils and the Starbucks cart? Well, we don't have a Starbucks around here, but I'm like, I'll give you all the things I, I appreciated them before, but now knowing that they have to deal with these little um, yeah. hoodlums all the time, I'm like, I will give you all the things. I appreciate them, them so much. Um, yeah. For sure. And, oh, yeah. But I I know a lot of people right now are are doing homeschool or they're choosing to homeschool or there's just so, I've never seen so much, you know, life happens to everybody, but there's so much life happening to everyone at once right now that um, I I don't remember seeing anything like that, um, you know, ever. So, and and that actually, that's something that I kind of wanted to, to say also is that whatever business anybody's in, whether it's hairdressing or whether they're doing real estate or whether they're doing network marketing like me, um, life will always happen. Like you will always hit stumbling blocks and frustrating points and times where you cry because you feel like you're inadequate or maybe, you know, points of doubt, like all of those things will happen. Your house, you know, your house will flood, your tires will break down. I'm trying to think of all the things that have happened to me in the last um, year of, you know, life, you know, life will happen. And it kind of goes back to the question where you asked me, like, why do some people not succeed? And it, and that's another main 
reason is that when they have their life happen, Mm -hmm. they don't give themselves permission to keep going. Like if you had a nine to five, if you had a nine to five job and you got in a big fight with your husband, like you probably wouldn't call in sick because of it. But in this type of an industry where you have to be self-starting, no one's going to knock on your door and be like, Oh, are you going to work your business today? Like you just got to do it. Um, Right. People essentially, they call in, they call in sick. Oh, I had a, oh, I'm stubbed my toe this morning. So I'll probably get back on the horse tomorrow. Like, right. Not to be dramatic, but that's how a lot of people treat this business. So I kind of meant to say that earlier, but I just want to throw that one in there. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is one of those things where it takes self-starting. It's, it takes grit. Like you said, it takes getting up, but it also the, the benefits of, having that, like in a time like COVID when, I mean, it sounds like your kids get to go back to school. Ours haven't gotten to yet, but when things are so isolating to have that kind of community online that would support you. And then also you get a paycheck involved. So it's like feeling good, helping, doing something cool. And then you get a paycheck and you really have this limitless. I mean, it sounds amazing. So I did. I, so I wanted to say like, I did have one other like little question. And then I'll let you go. But I do have, do you ever get poached by other companies? Yes. <laughs> like Beach Bodies or some other company calling you up and saying, hey, I'll offer you some kind of bonus. Um, you know, it's funny because I've done, uh, just recently I did a live video um, on this topic. I don't, I don't get it. Okay. I don't understand why somebody would reach out to somebody who is clearly loyal and happy with a company. I personally, in six years, I can honestly say I've never once ever reached out to somebody to say, Hey, would you come over here and join? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's so. So is it the company yeah. that, or is it people that want no, to get Well, uh, it could be both. It could be both. That is absolutely one of the topics we do talk about that. Like in our company trainings and stuff, we're very, very outspoken about how we are against that because I don't think it's a classy thing to do. Now, reaching out to people is huge and, and asking people and presenting the opportunity and all of that. But poaching, like that, that's a good word for it because it's like, oh, you're with company A and you seem to be doing great, which is why I want you to come over here. I mean, it's so, it's just, there's no class there. But yes, I do get, um, I do get approached by people and I'm, you know, like to spread positivity and not, not rip anybody a new one. I just usually ignore it or say like, well, I'm really happy with where I'm at, um, been really successful. So that would not make a whole lot of sense for me to (laughs) jump ship. And then on that same other side of that same coin is when people want you to do both. Um, and mm. I'm, and the people on my team know how outspoken I am about that. And like, look, I heard you talk about that. You said something like it's trying, it's trying to ride a stallion with one ass. No, yeah, trying to ride two stallions with one ass. Like you can't, you can't <laughs> ride. And that's exactly, I don't even need to expand on it. I'm like, you can't ride a ho- ride two horses with one ass. And if you try to do two companies, um, good luck. You're going to fall in the mud. And, and the other thing I hear is, well, it doesn't, this doesn't, I just had, um, somebody recently, like, I won't say what company, but, oh, this doesn't compete at all, blah, blah, blah. And I said, actually it does. It competes with the number one thing that I have to give. And that's my time. And I, yeah, <laughs> that's what, that's the, that's the hugest component about it. She stopped responding after that. But, um, 
yeah it's, it's like you know it's it's absolutely crazy it's absolutely crazy but um but I'm always kind about it because there are people that it might be, I know that it might be their first week with their company mm-hmm. and maybe they were trained different and the person trained them and maybe they're right. terrified and they're, it's not a wise thing to do, but they don't know that yet. And I'm not going to be that person that, you know what I mean? So I try to, I try to see it from that angle. Um, yeah, that's true. That's no. a very good point. And it, it, kindness always, you know, kindness is always important because you give it out. And not just because you're going to get it back, but it's important to throw kindness out into the world and tolerance and all of that stuff, because you're absolutely right. You never know, you know, you don't ever want to like really ruin someone's week or, or throw them off. Um, No, I know. I don't want to be responsible for any of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So if anyone is interested in learning more about it, they could. Could they message you on Facebook at Jenny Copeland? Yes. Or follow you on Instagram at Jenny Copeland? Yes. They can message me on either platform. I also have an application that is super, super fun. It's about 20 seconds long. You just fill in the little, um, the little questions. It's about 10 questions, I think, to help me help someone figure out if it's a fit for them. And is that at your website? It's linked on my Instagram. Linked yes. on Instagram. Okay. I don't know okay, if it's cool. linked on Facebook, but, um, or I can also send it, I can send it through messenger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love talking to you, my dear, and I'm so glad that you're having so success, so much success. I think one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you, cause I think that there's like always this like mystic mystery of like how multi-level marketing works. And certainly there are, you know, I've tried a couple of different things before where the the product didn't even really work for me. So I was like, eh, this, you know, I I can't promote something that I don't love, but um, I love that you love it. And I love that you love what you're doing. Um, And I'm really proud of you. I know it's, I know it's not like you've just snapped your fingers and, you know, everything has turned into this huge, you know, Cinderella story for you. I know it's been a lot of hard work for you. A lot of people like, you know, naysayers, all that kind of stuff. But I think that the points you make are true, you know, that it is such a great opportunity for someone who, you know, has varying degrees of hours. And I love the analogy you make about the job bending around your life because that's how it should be really. Yeah. Well, and that's just not what we're taught growing up. We're never taught that we can have those choices. You know, it's, Mm -hmm go to college, pay off the college loans, get the job, work till you retire, have a few years to enjoy it. And then your kids are doing the same thing right behind you. And that can be totally awesome if that's what somebody wants, but nobody should settle for it if they don't, if that's not what they want. Um, Right. And, and yeah, I absolutely never tell somebody this isn't going to be work. It would be doing them a disservice and myself a waste of time. But my, my thing is i I'm a hard worker and I'll work my ass off. I did when I was 15, you know, working at the claim jumper and I wanted to be the best that I could be. And you know, all the things I, I did the same thing doing hair. So if you're going to work, um, if you're going to work your ass off, why not work your ass off and be the one who benefits from it instead of a big corporation? Because that essentially in a nutshell is what this business is all about. You, if you're willing to work your ass off, you're in luck because you can and very very possibly will change your entire life if you're willing to do that. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. 
If you ever wanted to get in touch with me further, you can always follow me at ms.dianapaquet. That's ms.dianapaquet. That's my Instagram and where I can be most easily found. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you know of anyone or if you are that special someone who would love to be interviewed about some interesting subject that's going on in your life, send me a direct message. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.